Each new challenge also provides a new opportunity for us to reinvent the industry and reconsider ways in which we've done things in the past. This is why the registry continues to provide industry insights through personal interviews with the leaders who are shaping real estate each and every day. By subscribing to our podcast, you are helping us in our work, and we will continue to deliver programming such as the one you're about to hear. Please click the subscribe button and let your friends and colleagues know about us. It will help you and the industry stay ahead of the game. Today we talk to Brandy Sisowitz, the founder and CEO of Clear Office. Brandy and her team are looking to transform the commercial office space industry by providing an easy-to-use platform where used office furniture, often just a few years old, can be sold and reused. This eliminates millions of cubic feet of waste and it helps companies find a way to repurpose a perfectly functional piece of furniture. Brandy has been in the furniture industry for over 20 years, but it wasn't until this year's pandemic that she found herself in a situation to innovate out of necessity. To learn more about Clear Office, we welcome Brandy to the pod. Brandy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Where do we find you today? Where are you Where are you working? I am working remotely from my home office in Willow Glen, California, which is um it's in San Jose. It's a little it's a little town in uh San Jose. Most people um have heard of it. Yes, it's, called it's Willow a, Glen. it's a, yeah, it's a it's a cute little neighborhood for sure. Yes. And uh, yeah, I am also working from my home office. I think, you know, sometimes I work in the living room and the bedroom. I guess it's, you know, I, I, I like the change of scenery. How about you? <laughs> so do I. Yeah, <laughs> good. definitely. Good, good. I just hope my dog won't bark. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the all right. The doesn't show up. That's quite all right. It's, it's, part of, uh, it's, part of the, it's part of the environment that we're all in these days. That's right. So um, Brandy, as, 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 a, as a way of introduction, tell us a little bit about, you know, your company, Clear Office, you know, how it started, how you got there, and, uh, you know, how it all kind of came to be. So I have been in the office furniture industry for a little bit over 20 years and, you know, mostly on the new furniture side. So uh, we're involved pretty early on in projects, you know, invited typically by the architect or the end user or maybe even contractor sometimes. And, you know, when we're involved in these new projects, we are brought in pretty early and I would say about six months, maybe even to 12 months uh, before the company actually even relocates to their new space. Okay. Uh, but I, I noticed a, a big problem early on in our industry, and that was time and time again, I would be meeting with an end user, and uh, obviously we're talking about their new furniture, their new building, And I would look around their office and go, well, hey, what's going on with your existing furniture? Because most of the times, it's not very bad looking furniture. It's maybe about seven years old and, um, you know, commercial grade furniture, some of the top, you know, top lines that we have. So anyway, it's it's, uh, very common that they put it off and, oh, okay, you guys handle used furniture too. All right, great. Well they know we do that. And then 
And then four weeks before they actually need to be moved out of the building, they'll contact me and say, Hey, remember when you <laughs> asked said, me about that you know, whole furniture, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I need, you know, I need this out in four weeks. And the response is usually, you know, always the same because, you know, I, I look at them and I go, Hey, this, that's not enough time to market the furniture. Four weeks is just not enough yeah. time to market a, build, a building worth of furniture. And, and, you know, it's something I see over and over again. So what ends up by happening is the client is at the mercy of their move out date and the furniture broker that's telling them it's not really worth a lot, any money, yeah. you know, and they, they have to pay somebody to remove it. And then it also ends up in landfill. So life was going on as I knew it. I was working for a, uh, a Bay area Hayworth dealer and, um, you know, had, have been in the industry, like I said, for a little bit over 20 years and COVID hit in March. And then soon there afterwards, I received a 50% drop in my income okay. just because of the adjustments that right. needed to happen, right. you know, uh, because everything just stopped and I was super depressed for about three weeks, just kind of wondering what the heck am I going to do? And with the whole COVID situation, I didn't even know if I had an industry to work in any longer, Yeah, you know, who was going back to the office. But then I started to, you know, remember the big problem that we have with the used furniture industry. And so then I decided, look, all I've got is time on my hands. So I started to do research and I I tried to look for a company online that allowed you to buy or sell your used office furniture, add to cart, check out with a delivery installation option. And I couldn't find one. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Then I started to do, you know, more research. And I found out that 17 billion pounds of office furniture is dumped into our landfills every year in the United States alone. And that was pre COVID. And I was like, huh, okay. There's an an opportunity here, right? Yeah. And then I thought, you know, and then I was doing more research and I found out that the number 10 thing that people search for online and, you know, on Google, uh, that's pre-owned is pre-owned office furniture. And I was like, okay, wow. The number one thing was cars, right? We know CarMax is, you know, kind of the leader now of buying and selling used, uh, used cars. And then there's Amazon, which is the books and then, but there's nothing for office furniture. And so I was, you know, I was looking at these sites for used office furniture and they all kind of looked the same and they weren't very attractive sites the photos were did not did not sell the product right, at all. Right. They're not very attractive. And then their quantities aren't updated and there's no way to actually add to cart and check out. It's a it's just a button that says, you know, call us for a quote or email us for a quote. And I just thought, this is not the way people like to shop now. Yeah. And yeah. so I just saw a really big opportunity to try and create something to change that to help companies be more proactive instead of reactive, because that is exactly the way it is currently. 
And so just really dug in and, um, and built the platform. And then, and then a lot of great, exciting things started happening. I started getting calls from top architectural and design firms uh, in the Bay area. You know, Gensler reached out to me. They showed a lot of interest in it. A lot of um, Bay area tech companies started to reach out to me. So the feedback has been great. I know it's something that we need and I think everybody's ready for it. Yeah. So that's how it started. Yeah, no, no, this is, this is fascinating. So, so essentially out of a, out of necessity, right. Comes, uh, comes invention, right. I mean, we've, we've seen this model model before Brandy. What, what is it? What is a typical sort of life cycle of new furniture? You, you, you mentioned, you know, typically you'd go out, you'd go in and talk to companies and you said sometimes it's, you know, seven years old is that mm-hmm. how frequently this this typically happens and then and then maybe what w- what is the what is the overall market like you know how you know in maybe in dollar terms right mm-hmm. um in mm-hmm. in the US in terms of right. you know, annually how much is spent on new office furniture because i think that's kind of the uh mm-hmm. a portion of that piece of the pie that that i would argue this would go after right right so the industry uh the new furniture industry for commercial furniture is huge. It's about 70 billion. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's pretty massive. I would say the life cycle of commercial furniture is if you're getting rid of your commercial grade furniture after seven years, which is kind of a a standard typical lease, right? Lease Uh term. Yep. That's too early. Commercial grade furniture is built to last. I mean, I think everybody remembers those old steel case metal desks. Yeah. They don't break. Yeah. <laughs> so the used furniture that I see when people are typically getting rid of it is usually about seven to 10 years old and they wait until the last minute and then they can't sell it um, because they, you know, they've waited too long. But really what I'm trying to do with my platform is just you know, have having people rethink and kind of switch the paradigm um, and and how things have been done in the past. I mean, they've never been proactive in trying to market their furniture because I don't think there's been, you know, a way to do it easily and effectively. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why they wait. But well, and, and also they don't know where to go with it. Right. I mean, that's the other thing. It's not like it's kind of an obvious place. Right. Like you don't go to Craigslist to just sort of put, you know, 300 desks and 400 chairs. Right. I mean, that right. that's that's not a usual kind of process. Right. I mean, I would argue probably people don't even think about it. Right. Until, like you said, you come in and start talking to them about new stuff and then they realize, well, yeah, wait, we got to get rid of this old stuff. Right. And, and exactly. what what typically happens then? Like other than you know, asking, you know, the incoming furniture dealer to help them with it. What, what are, what, what, what did, what then happens with this old furniture usually? Well, I mean, it's pretty sad, but I mean, most of the time what ends up by happening is a broker will go in, they don't have enough time to market the furniture. So they have to charge the client to, you know, for their crews to tear it down and, recycle it, you know, as best as they can. So of course that ends up in our landfills. You know, there are some times when a broker, a furniture broker will get, you know, quote unquote lucky, right. And have an inventory 
that's really nice. And they've actually got a client, an end user that wants that exact inventory. And then they're able to resell it, you know, for a lot of money. There's a lot of profit in used furniture. Right. Typically, right. we buy in a normal market. Right now, it's not really normal. But um, but in a normal market, you can expect to be paid about 20 cents on the dollar. Okay. Uh, the, the client, 20 cents on the dollar, you know, and then it's resold and, and, you know, there's a big healthy profit on there. And so with all this furniture that's getting dumped into our landfills, you know, without a chance to market it or resell it, it's really like an untapped revenue stream that ends up in our landfill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the, the environmental impact of that is obvious, but also, I guess, costs for some of these businesses, right? Smaller businesses could be, could be, could be also tremendous. And it's not just furniture that goes out, right? So when a company decides right. to, you know, switch offices or, you know, move into a new, new place, it, you know, other stuff goes out. And I've, I've been sort of mm-hmm. somewhat aware of this, you know, for the last decade or so. There's a lot of things outside of the, you know, building, whether it's, you know, things mm-hmm. like even, you know, drywall or fixtures, light fixtures or other sort of things that, that could make it into that landfill, correct? So this, this is a broader, right. broader problem, obviously, even though you're focused on just one aspect of it, technically, correct? Right. So for right now, our, our focus is uh, commercial office furniture. Um but honestly, I, the the interest has been so massive, and especially with the A and D world, yeah. As the circular economy becomes more and more important, you know, so we are definitely looking at ways to grow the business and adding things like building materials, because that's also an industry that's not very, you know, up to speed on you know, technology and, and how we buy and sell things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely something that, that I'd love to add to the platform at some time, because I think, you know, the A and D community are, uh, they're becoming more aware of sustainability and, and the circular economy and how much responsibility they have to, you know, the impact in, in our world. And, the reason why they don't, I think, reuse and repurpose more is because of the timing issue and there's just not an appropriate platform for them to go and be able to shop for it. So with our platform, a seller can go on there and post their items, you know, the quantity, the yeah. location, yeah. when the product is available and when the furniture needs to be out of the building, which are two different dates usually. Yeah. Do you also help them with that? Or do they have to kind of create their own account and sort of self-administer it? Or, or can you assist with some of those services also? So we basically work the way they want to work. Okay. Um, and we have three different profit-sharing programs. So there's a 70-30 split where the seller can get you know, a bigger chunk of the profit if they want to do all the work, right? And all the managing of the furniture, which I found, I found that smaller companies, maybe like 250 people or less, they're totally fine with that. Um, and they like having that control, but I, but I also found on the flip side that the larger companies, they don't necessarily want to have anything to do with, you know, that managing the furniture and talking to potential, (laughs) you know, buyers. Sure. So we can do that if there's a company that doesn't want to do that and then the the split would be different right so then 
we they would be getting 15% of the profit and then we would be getting the balance. And then we also have a, a middle program, which is basically we set up a 15 or 30 minute Zoom call. We walk you through the process on how to set up your listings. Yep, yep. And then then you can do the rest on your own. And that is a 3070 profit. Okay. So really, you know, we understand that uh that the office furniture is a little more complex to sell, right? But we guide you through the process. And so if you're not an experienced facilities manager or don't feel comfortable, you can work with us and our team members and we can go through the checklist with you or do it yourself yeah. or, or, or we can do it for you. Yeah. And what happens? What happens if the if the seller finds himself, you know, too close to the move date? They still have, you know, half of their inventory or even eighty percent of their inventory kind of left there. Mm-hmm. Can you help them, you know, store that somewhere? How how does that process work? Right. So you can do a couple of things. You can either try lowering your asking price. Okay. You can also add. Uh, we have a make an offer button that each person listing their products can decide whether to use or not on their listing. But we also watch our listings. So we know everything about the listing when it needs to be out of the building, right? So if they've got 500 stations and they need to be out by a certain date, we know that it's going to take approximately two weeks, right? To tear down all that furniture and remove it from the building. Yeah. So we'll reach out to the end user and we you know, warn them, look, you know, your, your move out dates coming up and you don't have a buyer for this furniture. Do you want to lower your price? Do you want to add a make an offer button? Or do you want us to start looking for a spot to donate it? So you don't, you wouldn't take any, any possession of any of this stuff or kind of help them figure out sort of a temporary spot where to put it. It's really not the best solution just because when you, when you double, when you double handle the furniture, you know, your costs go up. Yes. Yeah. And also once the furniture is torn down and put into a warehouse, it it loses its value. People like to be able to see the furniture okay. and see the overall condition of it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um so Brandy, tell us what so you said you've gotten some attention from the AEC community, uh architects, engineers, designs, right? Um mm-hmm. what what are you what are you seeing from from others? Like are are you seeing some end users reach out to you? Are you you know, what kind of attention has this um brought to the to the business so far? Well, we have uh, it's basically Everybody I'm talking to, it's like snowballing. You know, they tell somebody, <laughs> they tell somebody. Right. And it, yeah. it's just kind of incredible what's happening. Yeah. Um, but yes, end users, A&D, commercial brokers, commercial construction, yep. sustainability yep. experts. Yep. You know, and, and we've got some big companies that we're talking to right now. And, um, you know, Square has signed up. Okay. They actually are using our platform for a work from home solution for their employees because not everybody has the money or the funds to, you know, spend a thousand dollars on a Herman Miller chair, but they might have, you know, 500 to spend on a used Herman Miller chair. Yeah. So, you know, they're directed to our platform for those types of solutions. And are able, are people able to purchase, you know, one-off items? Is, Is there, is there a minimum? So every person that goes to the platform can specify, you know, their minimum quantity sale. 
Okay. So it really depends so on the person seller, that's yeah. posting. Um, but currently right now we do have height adjustable tables on the site that are, that are for sale and you yeah. can buy them one off. And I mean, they're selling every day. A lot of people are buying these for their home offices. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what I, what I really like about this brand is this is, this is also not a COVID sort of problem, right? So, I mean, once we kind of solve that, um, the business of replacing furniture and trying to sort of get rid of used furniture will continue to happen, right? And it might even be right. accelerated kind of based on sort of where where things are and how office space continues to be to be used. Um, tell us, you know, how do you see this business five, ten years from now? You know, what what are what are your hopes? What's what's sort of the vision uh, to make it, you know, bigger or better? Well, there's, I mean there's a lot of ways to grow the business. And I'm hoping that, like I mentioned before, I'm hoping that we can start adding construction materials to the site, even really offering, you know, a robust kind of refurbished program, you know, and all that takes money. So, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but it's, you know, it's, I'm hopeful. There's a lot of people that are interested in, in the concept and the business and, you know, people that want to make a big impact on our sustainability issue, because it is a big one. And so anyway, I do hope to construction materials, maybe even equipment, okay. you know, like computer equipment, yep. phone equipment, yep. also, maybe even commercial kitchen type stuff. Okay, because I do run into that quite a bit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm honestly hoping five to 10 years from now, that this is a huge success and that it's that our company is known worldwide. People use the platform. Yep. People are being more proactive instead of reactive. They're making a little bit of money back. Yep. They're, you know, reusing, repurposing, rethinking, you know, how they're doing things and using these materials because they can, the life cycle of these materials can be extended. Yeah. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Just as as there was, you know, uh, you know, kind of a resurgence in, you know, youth clothing at one point, right? <laughs> do do you feel that kind of these, you know, retro, maybe not retro, but you know, some of the, you know, used furniture might might make it into the, you know, um, into the fancy designs going going forward, um, where it becomes a thing, right? Where you know this this was you know recycled, and I think a lot of that happened with with like you know wood products, especially right uh, for mm -hmm. for for interiors. I, I know people would you know showcase you know old wooden you know planks from barns that were torn down years ago and things like like that. So so I'm curious, mm -hmm. do, do you do you see a trend in in that happening also where certain elements of uh, you know older furniture are kind of incorporated into into some new designs? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I think this generation, the the younger generation also is really into it. I know my my 19 year old is totally into vintage shopping right. and, yeah. you know, um, she uses Poshmark all the time, which is a great platform, um, you know, for buying and selling, uh, used clothing and, you know, high designer kind of items. But yeah, I mean, I think honestly, especially the A and D world, they, they want to do more of this, yeah. but it's just, where do they go to look for it? And, most of the time when used furniture inventory is available, it's like you find out about it 
and but you've got to let the let us know within four weeks, you know, or or less if you want the furniture. So, but now that there's this platform and an easier way to shop for it and, and architects are going to be able to look at the platform as we get more and more users and inventories coming up, they can look at that inventory and shop by date available. Yep. So if they're working on a project that, you know, is installing in April and they're searching, you know, on the platform in January, they can actually go on the platform and search by by date of removal. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So then they actually have, you know, a chance to actually plug it into their project and present it to their client. Yeah. So it's a brand new concept. It's a brand new company. I mean, we're, you know, we we know we need feedback from people and our users. You know, we're totally committed to growing the company, to making it you know, a very user-friendly place. Yep. So any feedback from anyone after using the platform, we love to hear about it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Brandy, where can people find more about Clear Office? So the website is www.clear-office.com and it's clear like C-L-E-A-R. And if they have any questions on the platform, they can send me an email or give me a call. Our phone number is listed on the site as well. Excellent, excellent. Well, Brandy, congratulations on the on the new venture. Uh, this is very exciting. Uh, we wish you all the best and uh, stay safe. Thank you so much. You, you too. 